0: Welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing
1: what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. This week's episode,
0: we get a little
1: hot and heavy and not in like the delicious juicy sex way but more in the navigating trauma, healing, and what happens when we are not in the mood for sex. How do we navigate those tough conversations when we're existing with a long-term partner? How do they see us through the tough shit and how do we exist and stay connected to ourselves while holding hope for sexuality and pleasure? It's tough, it's hard, and we get real fucking vulnerable with this one. But don't worry, there's a real juicy and kind of bloody story at the end for you. Stay tuned, get your ears on, and enjoy. Recording some shit for you. Apparently, I'm singing for you now. Apparently,
0: you just said you were tired, and I now know. you're fucking singing. But this <laughs> is what happens. You so hit the magic of the microphone. You
1: hit that record button, and it's like somebody's tweaked my nipples, and I just turn the fuck on. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, right? Right? Uh, I may no, have a not problem. Bad thing at all. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but but I mean, we're we're tired because we we have been doing this like summer routine of of double recording situations which has been pretty great for the most part
0: it's actually yeah it's been i think it's been awesome a nice little routine right? but um, it's
1: been harder where we've we we so slacked busy. also we we got really busy we
0: got real fucking busy we got real busy <laughs> with retreat and of planning of every two weeks it turned and... into every three weeks Um, Well,
1: that happened and then also we were meeting every week anyway, but not always able to get a recording in because we had retreat stuff and we had like speaking engagements and we had like, bitches got popular. Which is amazing, and I'm grateful for it.
0: Yeah, we've got some hot stuff coming oh my up God. for October.
1: So much hot stuff, which like... I don't know if we're allowed to share publicly oh, yet.
0: Yeah. Jeff and I had this big
1: conversation about it. We'll keep it on the down low. Well, I feel like by the time this episode is out, we'll be able to say it publicly. But instead, just mm. in case we're not, we will hint that Pop Explosion happens in October... And we really love Pop Explosion. We
0: really love Halifax Pop Explosion.
1: And your girls happen to be doing some sort of live show also in October.
0: Yes. So we'll leave
1: it at that for now.
0: We also, there's a there's a theater in town that has oh, a new yes. play coming out about sex.
1: Also in October.
0: Yeah. We're very interested.
1: We're very, very interested. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> That one I think we can actually tell you about. Do yeah, you?
0: Really? Yeah. Yes,
1: for sure. Because it's the more people that know about it in advance, the better. True.
0: I mean, it's not like they're not promoting it right, right now. So
1: we can't we can't tell you specifics because we haven't seen the show yet. There you go. But yeah. there is a show coming to Neptune called Pleasureville. hmm And I think the premise of it is like this woman who moves to this small town and ends up opening up a sex shop. hmm and i'm like this is so our cup of tea yeah but anyway we're we're going to go to opening night yeah. and then we're we're going to give our review we got
0: invited to opening you. night you which left that like, out I we we got I... invited you you girls
1: you girls <laughs> going out on a date night which yeah. i'm like i am genuinely so fucking pumped to I've
0: never been to the theater. Really? Never. I mean, like I've been to like university production theaters, but this is like legit theater, by paid actors and actresses who are like profesh, 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 Profesh.
1: right? (laughs) But I'm like, I'm so fucking pumped to like go on the town with you. Yeah. Have a drink, maybe like get dinner. Let's get a limo. Let's go all out. Um, I'm not 19. (laughs) So that's going to be a hard no for me.
0: <laughs> MILF's going out of the town. Unless oh somebody God. is
1: sending me a limo, yeah. I'm not interested.
0: I wonder if there's going to be a red carpet. No. There might be.
1: I'm gonna Opening say night. No. I'm going to say no.
0: I'm going to say maybe.
1: I'm going to say you keep manifesting that and I will, I will dress as it. Can we just come in like I'll ball gowns? That yes with like Duh. sex toys in our hands in my
0: wedding dress Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> you still have it yeah oh i don't no way i still fit into it what doubt it yeah no i was so stressed during our wedding i lost a lot of weight i was trying to put on weight and lost a lot of weight Wow. Well. Yeah, it was the tiniest That's, I ever was at that point in my life. I was also the tiniest I ever was. It was unhealthy. It was not okay for me.
1: I uh, was I do you not remember my scary size 2 I do, that I, do. I was Oh, those drugs fucked me up.
0: Yeah. mine was just absolute breakdown, meltdown, marriage mode. Not I did not enjoy planning a wedding. Not, not an, an ideal place, place to be. Fucked me up. <laughs> it's not.
1: It's it's one of those things that I think we kind of don't talk much about the actual stress Mm. and pressure of planning a wedding. There's so
0: much fucking pressure. Right? I hated it. And everyone who asked me about it since then, and is like, Sarah, can you give me tips for wedding planning? Yeah, don't do it. I'm like, don't fucking do it. Elope. (laughs) If you really want to get married, go elope. Save your money.
1: Yeah. Hire a good photographer. uh...
0: And go elope. Yeah, I, I... It's just too stressful. It's there's That's so much fair. pressure to have this picture perfect wedding with all these picture perfect things and ugh,
1: Yeah. I was I want to stab
0: my eyes out. I was not fucking very much while we were planning the wedding. Oh fuck no, me either. I remember breaking down the hallway sobbing and telling Ollie, I think I wanna run away. Yeah. And he was like, Are you saying you don't want to marry me? I'm like, I'm saying I wanna get the fuck away from this and never yeah. look back. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> those
1: Ooh. those feelings were very valid and real. And I so I got shingles.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Remember you say
1: it? Yes. So um, I got fucking yeah. shingles on my pussy. Yeah. So it was like from my left groin into like the middle of my, va- not my vagina, but like my, my, um, oh, I'm having an anatomy term meltdown. My, my mound. Lady? Oh, mound. My mound. So I, yeah, it was like, yikes. I took a month off work. Because it was so painful. Like, I could not function. And, like, I couldn't wear clothes. It was so painful. And it happened because I was so fucking stressed. Mm -hmm. Because I planned the wedding in three months. Three months. And I was finishing my nutrition stuff. And it was just dumb. It was dumb.
0: I honestly have a disdain for weddings.
1: I don't though. Like I'm now fo- like photographing weddings. I am loving them. Yeah. But the sad part is I go into weddings and I'm automatically like pricing out how much I think they spent <laughs> based on
0: their stuff. I, 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 I went to a wedding over the summer, um, very good friends, love them and love that they got married. And it was really joyous. And, and we, it was just, it was a wonderful to be able to celebrate them. Yeah. But I was looking around and, and the bride and she was so stressed. Oh yeah. Out, and she was doing like setting up and taking down things the day before the day of the day after. And I was just like, mm. this is, I don't know about this. Like I love celebrating you guys and mm. celebrating the love that you have and you're sharing. Mm. And I love that idea and bringing your families together and your friends. And it's a beautiful idea. But the amount of stress that you, you're putting on yourself and your partner and then the family and friends who are also, helping. Also the like,
1: fucking bill that you bill. have to foot. Yeah. yeah. You're starting,
0: you're you're st- starting yeah. your life
1: together down like 10 grand.
0: Oh, yeah. Ollie and I started in, in debt. We started married life in debt. And like, we're still paying that debt off. Fuck. Yeah. We've been married for seven years. I was
1: real strategic and I like beg borrowed and steal my way to not debt with my wedding. I think our wedding was like, f- I think we paid five grand or less, mm-hmm. but that's my photographer was a gift. So she's like bestie mm-hmm. and was like getting started and she was like, yeah, I'll take photos. Of your wedding, that would be amazing. Mm. Um, f- massive fucking gift. That's mm. like a two thousand yeah, dollar gift. Yeah, that is. Um, fucking love you, Jesse. <laughs> J Wells Photography. <laughs> She's incredible. Sometimes I moonlight as her second shooter. Super <laughs> fun. Um, actually, super fucking fun. Mm. I've, it's, I've been having so much fun working with her because awesome. I get to put on my like creative photographer pants, and I also don't have to edit shit, which yeah. is like dr- yeah. dream. <laughs> come true. And I get to use like fancy equipment that I can't yet afford. Yeah. So it's it's been really fun. But um we also had like our honeymoon gifted to us. We had um what else? I think I only paid for like dress, which I got real great deal on. It was like off the rack situation. So I think it was like six hundred bucks. Yeah I
0: got mine real cheap too. Man, I
1: was so pumped about that. And then Our centerpieces I, like, created myself nice.
0: from the dollar
1: store. Yep. So that was a real situation. Yeah. Um. There was coffee involved in it. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it was fucking weird, but I made it work. Um. Didn't really do gift favors. I, like... I had no problems just, like, skimping where I needed to skimp because yeah. I was like, it's not worth...
0: It's not. It's not, it's not worth, worth
1: starting my relationship deeply yeah. in debt. And I... I we also I think my father-in-law paid for half of whatever we did or something like that I can't remember the details because I literally tried to block it from my brain Mm. but even with all that it was so fucking I don't know just
0: the whole idea of like family gifting and paying for things and one family member paying for another thing it's just like Let's just not have money in the equation of love.
1: Let's get drunk on a
0: beach and take some pictures and call it a goddamn day. Honestly, that, yeah. Like, I, yeah, Ollie and I from, it's sad to say, but, like, probably the week after we got married, we looked at each other and we were like, we're, when we already decided then and there that at 10 years we were going to redo our weddings, have the wedding we always wanted. Same?
1: Literally... The same. Yeah. And it wasn't that our wedding was bad. No. Like, it was was lovely and it
0: was sweet. And and we got married. So, you know, we, yeah, we got what we wanted, but it didn't reflect us. Yes.
1: And that's, like, I keep saying to Jeff, I'm like, I really want to do vow renewal, but I want it to be this, like, super sweet, intimate, like, potlucky style thing Mm. on the beach where I probably end up skinny dipping at some point. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I just want it to be a celebration of our love and a place where we can, like, recommit to each other and also bring the kids into the vows. Like, yeah. recommit to yeah. them yeah. in a public form. I love
0: when kids are involved in weddings. Right? So
1: I just, yeah, that'd be interesting. But I, I I mean, this episode, um, we're talking about, like, the times in our life and in our relationships when shit is just, like, so stressful, so fucked up, so potentially traumatic, that sex is just not in the equation mm-hmm. at all. And I I mean, we had this we had this conversation already mm-hmm. uh, on the beach.
0: A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks
1: ago. We were both having, like, a fucking shittiest hell week. And I know, I feel bad, because this feels like a trend
0: that we keep saying but that we're having, like... man, seriously, the last couple months have just been heavy. Like, it's... <laughs> It's not funny anymore. Well, it isn't. It isn't. It's, it's just yeah. like, yeah, I know. It, it feels like a broken record every time we record. We're like, it's been
1: a hard week. Yeah. It's been a hard week. Everyone's it's still a like, fucking hard week.
0: Yeah. I sound like Mickey
1: Mouse. I'm not entirely sure why.
0: <laughs> Poor Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that would Poor hurt
1: hard be. week. I can't. Oh, almost. Almost, but not quite there. could do salad fingers for you, though. Oh, uh,
0: no. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. No. I'm done. What else?
1: I'm trying to think of like other weird
0: voices that I have.
1: I could do Stitch. Oh, I like your Stitch. I, 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 let's hold on. Let's see if we can bring Stitch out. I've not brought Stitch out on the on the podcast before. This is shocking. Oh, hold on. It, I haven't done it in a while, so it's gonna take me a minute to find it. Mm. But it's embarrassing because I'm like, <laughs> we're recording this, so I can't even I can't even just like come right in there hot and be like, oh there it is. Uh See I got it like There you go No it's still Oh hang on this family No one gets left behind <laughs> That's so weird. That's what a wedding should be about <laughs>
0: Yes Yes <laughs> Fucking Stitch knows right. it Right Anyway
1: Anyway Um
0: yeah, so it's, when shit hits the fan and sex doesn't.
1: Right? Like it. But this is the thing. We. And I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to have this conversation again, or obviously we can't recreate the exact same conversation, but we really wanted to make a point of bringing this on the show. Because
0: it felt monumental for us.
1: Well, it was monumental because it's the conversation that so many people don't have.
0: We have it with ourselves.
1: Yeah. But not with other people. But I find we also it's so easy to fall into the vicious cycle of guilting yourself when you're in the quote unquote dry spell. And I don't like using the word dry spell because it's so shitty and it's like surface. It it, it makes me
0: feel shameful.
1: But there's, there, there is actually value, I believe in knowing when to abstain from sex for either your, well-being mm. or the well-being of your partner because you're actively working through something yeah. or you're triggered in some way, which is yeah. I know has been like a situation for you personally. Yeah. Or maybe you're growing through something and you need to have intimacy in different ways mm. in order to support you through that. Yeah. And it shouldn't at no point in any relationship Should you ever feel pressured to perform, Mm -hmm. to have sex, to provide some sort of orgasm or ejaculation for your partner or for yourself? Mm -hmm. And at no point should we ever be in the space where we feel guilty when we're not actively connecting sexually. But we fucking do.
0: Oh, fuck. Do we ever? I am like in the pit of guilt and shame lately, like, fuck, and it's, uh, it's at the point now where I feel very negative about sex currently, mm. like today, and the last few days, and it's been about a month and a half since I was triggered, only and I had sex twice within that time, it was very recent that we had sex, to be honest, it was like within the last couple of weeks, but um, Ollie is not doing anything to pressure me. He's in no way pressuring mm. me. He, 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 himself is feeling sexually stimulated and he's wanting to initiate. And I am literally cringing every time he touches mm. me. I am like wanting, like every time he, like I'm at this point where I want to tell him to please just don't even say anything about sex. Like, I don't even want to think about sex and which is hard because I'm doing this fucking podcast, but it's like, okay, well, here's
1: my immediate question would be why not have that conversation? Yeah. Because I, I firmly believe that that is healthy.
0: And that's what I'm trying to t- – this is this is the hard part for me is I'm, like, shaming myself and I'm putting myself down for being in this space and for saying, like, Sarah, you know, the trigger's over. It was a month and a half ago. You know, you're – you know, you're feeling better. Like, why are you not reciprocating? Why are you not having sex? And, and, I'm, and I feel bad. Like when I, I texted Ollie before we started this and I told him, I was just like, honestly, I can't even, <sighs> I, I can't even talk to you about sex right now. And I don't even want to think about it. Like I, I just, what I really, I said this to Oliver yesterday. I said, what I need from you is to just be there for me mm. in every other way but sex, because I am so freaked out. And that trigger freaked me out mm. so fucking bad that if I, that the journey back to the bedroom is mm. a slow one right now. Yeah. It is slow. It's going at a snail's pace. And like the other night, Ollie was going down on me. It was during the blackout. It was yeah. The power outage. Yeah. And Ollie was going down on me. And I couldn't see him. And I started like freaking the fuck out. And I felt like. I didn't know what was happening. Like I, someone was just violating me. Like I yeah. didn't know who the person was. Mm. And I like, I flinched and I was like, Oh my God, you have to stop. And he was like, well, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. I need you to stop. And I was like, I need, to, I need, like, because we didn't have any lights on. I was like, okay. I need to open the curtains. Like, I need to see you. Like, I need to, I need to see your face. And he was like, It's okay, babe. It's okay. You're safe. Like, grab You're protected. a phone, Grab
1: a flashlight. Like, I, grab something.
0: Like, I needed to see his face and his features, and I needed mm. to just like look at him and, and say, "You're Ollie. Mm. I'm Sarah. We're okay. I'm okay." Mm. Like, oh fuck yeah! Like I'm. It's it like makes my skin crawl and. It's just been a really hard space to navigate lately.
1: For sure. <sighs> but they're, they're so, I mean, oh man, so many things. So many fucking things. Trauma and healing is not linear.
0: Mm.
1: Ever. And there is no time stamp on healing. Yeah. And there's no time stamp on what can trigger you and yeah. how long it will affect you when you've been triggered. And there's also that interesting dance where one day you're fine
0: mm.
1: and the next day you might not be.
0: Yeah.
1: And there can be there there's not much logic sense to it. And there's nothing wrong with recognizing where you are and speaking to that truth and if taking sex off the table completely is what you need and this is not just directly to you but to anybody who's listening to this it's 100 percent okay to do that in order to repair or heal or move through whatever it is that you are moving through or growing through so that you can eventually get back to it because I find a lot of the time just through my own experience through having conversations with other um, women and people and and humans that are navigating whether it's trauma or just fucking post birth or which again could be trauma related yeah. or um, hormone fluctuations or whatever the th- the fucking thing is when you can draw that clear line of this is what I need and this is what I do not need yeah. and the. The pressure or the the assumed pressure, because again, like you were saying, like it's not like your Ollie is pressuring you in any way or or doing anything no. wrong. No, but if you completely take it off the table and you have that conversation, it helps alleviate that cyclical conversation that we're having in our own head of what are they thinking, what mm-hmm. might they be thinking, and how is what they're thinking. Affecting how I'm perceiving this, or how I might believe that they're what. The, sorry.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I love when that happens. When your Bob throat talks. Gurgle.
1: Um, the story that I might be making up in my head about how they're navigating this or how they're feeling about this yeah. when sex is potentially on the table yeah. or when yeah. it's still in the air and then it's every touch I'm worried that is it, does he want something oh. is this going somewhere am I expected to do something in this well, fuck, why am I not turned on by this? Mm. Normally I would be. Should I just give into it and maybe I'll warm up to the idea? Mm. Oh, fuck, this is not actually going where I would like it to go or where I thought it would. Can I back out of this right now? I don't know. I now feel super uncomfortable and I'm doubting everything. I feel like you're
0: looking into my brain because this is honestly like my thoughts every single day for the last couple of weeks.
1: But, if we can put on the grown-up pants and, the, and have the hard conversation and yeah. say, like, listen, you got hands or a fleshlight or a stroker, which is a fleshlight, mm-hmm. or whatever, and I give you my blessing yeah to get your rocks off if you need to get your rocks off. But this is not safe or an option for me in this moment, so we need to completely remove it until I come to you yeah and tell you I am ready. And if you like, cause I've had to do, I've, I'm, this is the thing again with like my weird dissociation where I'm like, I think I've done this. I'm pretty positive that I've done this with Jeff around like the, the, the specific like phase in our life Mm -hmm. where, I mean, there've been multitudes of phases where it was not possible or it just wasn't working. And we had to just like, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, can't, you have to wait until I come to you. And I need to know that you understand that you cannot initiate and that this is not happening until I verbally and very clearly tell you then that that I, yeah. that I am ready and that this is happening. And I feel... I mean I I can't speak for everybody but I know for me personally like when when I draw that clear line in the sand it's almost like it lifts that weight and I'm able to come back to myself a lot quicker. Yeah. I can't say that that's going to happen every single time because again it, not linear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally
1: different scenario. No idea what that's going to be like for you but it's when I no longer have to to second guess every single glance, touch, present. Like even when they're in the room mm-hmm. where I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I can then focus on what I need to focus on. Yeah. And I can find safe ways of, of creating, cultivating intimacy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking in my head right now. I'm like, you know, I hear everything you're saying and I say to myself all the time, like, all this advice and and uh, everything that you're saying like I have said it to myself so many times and I've had so Ollie and I have so many conversations around this topic of my safe space and and the boundaries that we have created Mm. and I we are very black and white Mm. when I am not comfortable or when he's not comfortable because he's not always comfortable yeah but I think the thing that is really weighing on my shoulders right now is the knowledge, the the experiences that Ollie and I have had together over the last year and how amazing and intense our sex life has become mm. and how beautiful and then, you know, we got... This trigger happens, and I feel like I'm back at square fucking one. So I can
1: speak to this 100% because this is exactly how I felt when I went through that phase postpartum. Yeah. So I went from like height of my sexual awakening. Like I, my pregnancy with Fallon was just ecstasy. Yeah. Like I reached new depths of pleasure that I didn't know were possible. I opened up all of these different windows of opportunity and fucking holes within my body yeah. to receive in all yeah. of these intense, beautiful, amazing ways. And I I felt more connection with Jeff than I have ever felt ever in my life I mean that's shifted now we've kind of reached those points again but when I was going through that phase of going from this height of supreme like goddess embodiment energy and like pure ecstatic reverence love and like deep connection where it's like there's moments where I'm like we are one fucking entity right now like in this moment we are like existing on a whole other plane while we're, like, together. And if you're listening to this and you're like, my sex is not like that. What the fuck are you smoking? That's fine. Um, because I was also there for a really long time. Mm. But we just, like, blew the fucking doors open. And to go from that to being turned on all the time to Nothing. <gasps>
0: nothing. Honestly, yeah, I've been thinking about you over the last couple of weeks. So I'm like, I feel like I'm in the same space that Lindsay was at postpartum. Like I I just want nothing to do with sex. Mm. Like when you're talking about it and I'm hearing from other women, like we we're talking to Meg tonight mm. and she was telling me about her awesome sex sexcapades. I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" But then when I think about going home tonight and think about initiating something with Ollie, I'm like, not ready but this is
1: but this is also the thing you you can be in a space where sex is not right for you but that doesn't mean that you can't appreciate other people enjoying really great sex and having that awakening and exploration and amazingness for themselves
0: and i think it's beneficial for me to be hearing these stories and these positive stories and 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 not so positive stories to hear the Mm. other side of it and because it, it's just, it's helping me bring myself out of my own head currently. I'm just so wrapped up in these feelings and this pressure that I'm putting on myself. Oh, that pressure is like, it's like concrete. Like right? I, oh my God, my, I, my shoulders and my back are just aching every single day because of this pressure I'm putting on myself to perform. And like when the fucking lights were out the first night, Ollie was you know saying how the he was trying to initiate he initiated twice before we went to sleep and then I think when we woke up in the morning and then that day I was just like you know I, I didn't appreciate you doing that like I'm not in this space blah 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 mm-hmm. and he's like well it was just such a romantic atmosphere and so you know I kind of felt like there was like a storyline that I had to follow and I was like No, I see your face, but I was feeling the exact same thing. This is
1: funny. I'm making the face, but I also had the same thought. Did you really? While I was... So... This is so funny. So I had, like, in my head, had this, like, storm sex. Yep. Is gonna be legendary. Yep. Power outage. So romantic. But when it came down to it, I was going to bed at 7 p.m. Because I was so motherfucking tired from keeping the kids occupied without a fucking technology yep. in a hurricane and then literally dismantling a fucking tree oh, yeah. that had half fallen over yeah. that I was going to bed at seven or eight o'clock at night yeah. and I I was like fantasy's nice and all but fuck no. no I'm not turned on I'm not interested yes I have this like oh but it would be a nice story mm-hmm. in my head but the reality of like leaning into that is not Yeah. Happening.
0: Yeah. And this is something that, so when we had this conversation, I had this huge epiphany and it made me feel really uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable because I was so, I, I realized how vulnerable I was in that moment, but we were talking about these, like, storylines. So, you know, the power is out. The candles are lit. It's That's the storyline. It's romantic. The wind
1: is blowing. Right? right.
0: It's Valentine's Day. You're expected oh. to have sex. Anniversaries are expected to have sex. There's these days of the year that happen where there's an expectation to have sex. And I never reciprocate. I hate those days. And Ollie said something. He's like, babe, he, he's like, Did you ever think that maybe the reason that you gets so uncomfortable when there's like this storyline in place is because power was taken from you so many times in your life sexually. And in those case, those storylines, it's almost like the, it's being, it's almost like it's fated for you to have sex. It's like someone is telling you like Mm -hmm. X and X is happening. So you have to have sex now you have to perform. So it's like the power is being taken away from you subtly, like subconsciously. I was like,
1: that's a really interesting perspective. Right?
0: And I was like, Jesus, that oh, and I got really uncomfortable. I put my arms in front of me, and I was like, because I was so vulnerable in that moment. But I looked at Ollie, and I'm like, you, yeah,
1: hard yes, hard yes, hard yes, <laughs> nail he, on the head. Yeah,
0: he's like, yeah. Now I'm looking at all of these like experiences through our relationship, where you know there's an expectation, and you always got scared and mad and freaked out. Mm. He's like, now I understand why. <laughs>
1: So this is what I love. This is this is like, this is the messy shit that we don't talk about enough. Yeah. And this is like, especially for those that are in long term committed relationships, that I recognize are not for everyone. And cool, fuck, different strokes, different folks. Go for it. But for those of us that are in these like long term committed relationships, whether it's monogamous or not when you have that longevity you're gonna have a lot of shifting
0: mm-hmm.
1: and changing and you're gonna grow through things and it's Absolutely. like in the growth process that's when you're not fucking
0: yeah to be
1: honest yeah you're not fucking when you're yeah. growing because you're spending all of your energy and Preach. time going inward. that i don't have the ability or capacity to give to anybody else and i also am in a space where i genuinely am so fucked sideways that i don't know what i want or need in this moment other than like don't touch me and what's really amazing though is when you have somebody who is invested in you and in your well-being enough that they're willing to see you through that and hold space for you in that The amount of intimacy that is built in those situations (gasps) is huge. And when you have somebody that can act as that mirror in your life and say those things to you where it's like, oh, have you ever thought of this? Because I'm noticing this. Mm -hmm. What about that? And you have those like, oh, fuck moments. That's when like that paves the way for not only immense healing, of trauma mm. and like rewriting of stories, but also immense, ecstatic, incredible connection and, and sex Absolutely. down the line. Abs- Not yes. now. Not now. Not fucking now. But that's the connection that will, and trust and vulnerability and strength that will get you back to that prime.
0: I think I keep need to, I just need to continually remind myself of that. And I also need to keep reminding myself that I am a sexually empowered woman and I make the choices. I decide Mm. who and when touches my body. And this
1: is part of being a sexually empowered person. Yeah. Is being willing to brave the storm of nothingness. Yeah. And it is hard and humbling and, and feels so incredibly isolating. Mm -hmm. I mean, motherhood feels isolating as fuck. But, like, being somebody that is so in love with sex and connection and being in a space where you don't desire sex Mm. at all is, like, soul-sucking and, like, gut-wrenching and, like, (laughs) heart-dismantling. Like, it's... It's so, cause I, I, I remember being in that space and I was like, I don't feel like myself mm. at all. Like I don't feel whole mm. and it's a really strange, scary, weird place to be. Mm. And for me, like that was, so although I was having a lot of physical symptoms in my like postpartum period of, like, dry vagina, very low libido, um, prolapse, and all of that stuff, it stemmed from trauma. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... I had somebody come... I don't think I've ever actually, like, shared this story. Did you share in your birth story? I only... I think I've only ever said, like, I had a traumatic experience happen. Oh. I don't think I've ever actually shared, like, what happened. Okay. But anyway, I... So, I had this woman who's a very well-known birth worker within the autonomous birth community here in Halifax and also in New Brunswick, Mm. who I had been associated with through um, good friends of mine. Like they, I don't want to say they were drinking the Kool Aid because that's such a shitty thing to say. It's <laughs> such a shitty thing to say, but that's like, that's the, that's the like sting of bitterness in me still. <laughs> that I'm still like the little. Is that res- Jonestown? Is that, that, oh, I don't remember. Like I think, cult? I think so, but that's like that's that, um, it's like that residual smudge spot of healing mm. that I still, I still need to do where I'm like, Ooh! go higher Lindsay not lower yeah, yeah, not yeah, lower yeah. <laughs> but, but um, very well respected woman doing amazing things or was doing amazing things in the autonomous autonomous birth space I came into contact with her through she was supporting a, or did support a good friend of mine through um, a, a pregnancy and stillbirth and then a pregnancy and a birth and she was somebody that was like well respected and so trusted that I kind of went against all of the intuitive nudges that I got that were like be cautious don't Mm. trust this person like something's Mm -hmm. not quite right and I went against all of that but I well actually it's not true in the beginning I treaded lightly And then I went and I worked in, I went to the Dominican with, I don't know why I'm sharing this now, but it feels relevant. So I'm just going to go with it. I went to the Dominican with, to go and teach and she was here at this space and I, she was watching Alexis at the time who was five months old, I think. So I was in the Dominican travel alone with my baby to go meet a good friend of mine to go teach this business section of a YTT super great time in my life, but also very weird. And she, she was watching my baby and she also nursed her. And in this space, it was the first time that I had ever seen her mothering side. Mm. So she was like immediately in the space of like wanting to take care of me, making sure that I had enough food because I was still so pretty fresh postpartum five, five months she nursed my baby for me. Mm-hmm. She like, I saw her softening in mm-hmm. this and I was like, oh, maybe this is what it's about. Cause for a long time I was like, I don't get what people mm. see in her. I don't get why people are so trusting yeah. of this person. But then in that space, like I saw that side of her and then I let my guard down. Anyway, time went on, things happened. I saw her in and out, um, and because I had had that experience and because so many close friends of mine trusted her so much, I just kind of, like, ignored my intuition. Which, funny story, mm-hmm. anytime you ignore your intuition, you're going to be fucked. That's my guarantee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I had this birth, this amazing, ecstatic, wild, crazy, fucking life-altering birth. And I was riding this high of birth and I was sharing on social media and I was so excited about it. And I had so many people that were reaching out to me, thanking me for sharing and like opening their eyes to autonomous pregnancy and birth and mm-hmm. taking their power back into their own hands and ah, all of the stuff. Yeah. And then eight days in, she reached out to me and she sent me a message she's like, Hey, I'm in town for such and such. Can I come and like bring you some nourishment? And so I was under the impression where I thought this woman was coming to, like, celebrate this power birth that I had with me yeah. and, like, give me some nourishment, which is, which is like, like food? what we do. Yeah, yeah, so, and care for me mm. in this, like, time. And she came into the space, and immediately when she, like, came in, I was like, something's up. I was like, something's up. And I, I wish... In hindsight, I wish I had been like, okay, thanks for the food. I'm actually tired. Bye. But I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I didn't. And so I was in this space. And at the time, I I was feeling turned on. I was feeling juicy. I was feeling awesome. I was healing really well. I had stopped bleeding at this point. And then she came in and... To your birth space. Well, she came into the house. And then I went back to my room because I was trying my hardest to stay in bed Mm -hmm. for um the intention was the first like month i was going to stay or like three weeks in bed just to like let my body heal but reality of two kids and not always possible so we went back to my bedroom and and jeff i could tell that she was waiting until jeff was going to leave and again i wish i hadn't sent him away but Mm -hmm. he went and he took alexis to go like run errands or do something and the second that he left she sat on the edge of my bed, like in between, like where I literally birthed, and my bed, and like just tore into me, just fucking ripped me a new one. Said that the way that I was sharing and unpacking my birth was disrespecting everybody in the community. Everybody was incredibly mad. I don't have I ever told you this?
0: Yeah, I told you, but every time I, you told right. me, it's it's still but, like
1: said that I was completely disrespecting the community and the people within the community and everybody was mad at me and like she's telling me that like really really good friends of mine that I respect and love are like pissed at me and talking about me behind my back and that like I'm ruffling everybody's feathers and then she continued to like lecture me on what I should have done and, and how everything I was doing was so problematic and anyway I immediately went into like crisis management mode and I... Look, I remember the feeling, it was like I shut off and compartmentalized every part of me that was like emotional and spiritual and I literally like sent it off to God knows where, I don't even know. And I went into like coaching crisis management where I was like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Can I ask like, if you were in my position, what would you do differently that would make you feel better or that would cause less harm she couldn't give me an answer so I was like okay this has nothing to do with me like this is not this is something else entirely this is like her mental faculties or inability coming out at me Mm. because there's like anyway so I like even though I could clearly see That this was not my thing. When you're eight days postpartum. You're wide open. You are wide fucking open. Wide fucking open. And so I went through like crisis management mode. She couldn't give me a solid answer. I finally was like okay. Like I I never had the intention of hurting anybody. I'm sharing from this open vulnerable space. I can see what you're saying. Or how that could be interpreted that way. I'm incredibly sorry if that's how people are feeling. This is not what I meant whatever I'll I'll see what I can do to shift things and I'll be more mindful of how I'm sharing and then the second she left it was like everything that I had pushed aside came flooding back hit me in the chest and I like stopped breathing like you know when you you cry so hard Mm-hmm. that you're not breathing mm-hmm. and you're like gasping for like you hear you hear kids do it a lot. Mm-hmm. and it's like this wailing. And like I've not made that noise probably since I was like a kid. And it was like this like I couldn't even like there wasn't I didn't even have words. It was just noises. And I immediately like I called, I went from like being so solid and like, this isn't me. This isn't my problem. This isn't like, this is her wounds coming out to, oh my God, what have I done wrong? What are people saying about me? Have I upset somebody? Have I done like, to like dissecting everything. And I like, anyway, it was this like, it, the way that I described it was it felt like Somebody had simultaneously stabbed me in the heart and also put their hands inside my womb and ripped it out. Like, and it was this like visceral, tangible feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was like from that point on, everything shut down. Everything. Mm -hmm. And I had been in this like, creative abundant juicy vibrant rich ecstatic place to nothing no, like nothing there was like terror for a few days like there was there was this very like thick energy that was left in my space that I like I started leaving my house because mm-hmm. I couldn't I didn't feel safe and I started like I, re- I was telling I was like please don't leave me like don't leave me I don't want to be alone mm-hmm. don't like if you leave the house I need to leave like I can't be here mm-hmm. and then eventually think fuck um I had to have these like really hard conversations with the people in question that apparently were talking shit about me and all of this stuff <sighs> which it was not it was nowhere even remotely close to like what had been said to me. But I had to have these conversations because of this, which is not something you should be doing when you're that fresh postpartum. And so I was like having these like sobbing, heart pouring conversations with people. I was sitting, I like, I left, I couldn't be in my bedroom. I left my bedroom and I started like cowering in my living room. And then, like, leaving the house anytime Jeff had to leave to, like, do errands because I just couldn't, I didn't feel safe. Yeah. Like, I just felt so violated. Yeah. Like, so violated. And it was, I ended up having this amazing, beautiful moment where, like, a bunch of my my, not my biological sisters, but, like, my women within my community came into my space and, like, Helped clear a lot of that energy and like bring goodness back to the space, which was oh, really helpful. It helped change things. But I was still left with that like, fuck, like it, it it, was literally like my womb was just ripped out of me and all of my sex drive and all of my everything went with it. And it it took six months. To even feel remotely interested in sex again, and it was there were so many conversations around what I was feeling and what was going on because the hardest thing for me was it wasn't a physical. Like yes, there was the physical dryness and the Lola beetle, but as far as like the physical state of my vagina, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't painful. Yeah. In any way, like it was the first time around. And so I was like, we could, but I, there's nothing like there's just, there's no, there's no, I don't want to say there was no desire because it wasn't that I didn't desire my partner because I did indi- desire that like intimacy and connection, but there was no, I craved it. Like I needed it, but I couldn't have it in the capacity of sex. Like that was just a hard no. And so it like it was just this really hard, fucked up space and this constant ongoing conversation where I I almost felt like I had to apologize for not being there. Yeah. That's which I knew how I, I feel right now. Which I know I, I, I knew I didn't have to. But I had to have that conversation with him repeatedly and, and have him verbally remind me. Yeah. You don't need to apologize for anything. I understand you're going through something and I'm here no matter what.
0: Yeah, and that's what I- all I and I said to each other the other night when I got freaked out about him going down on me. I was like, afterwards, I just felt so bad, you know, because I felt like he had his hopes up. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I, I didn't knew I didn't have to be sorry but I felt like I had to say sorry so I, I said I was like I'm sorry he's like no he's like you do not need to yeah. be sorry and I don't want you to say sorry like he was like no he's like I understand yeah and I'm like you know it's 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 both awesome it's, a, it's I'm very grateful to have the partner that I have I'm grateful that Ollie is in this space in his life where mm. he is so self-aware and he is so in tune to me and he is so willing to listen and to learn and to grow and to give me my space. And then at the same fucking time, I, I there's still so much guilt and pressure what? and shame that's coming from me.
1: And it's also like in some ways, I don't know if you feel this way, but I've definitely had this thought where I'm like, in some ways, because he's so amazing, it actually makes it, it harder. Makes it, it makes it
0: worse. Makes it harder
1: because I'm like, you're such a king that I should be worshiping you.
0: And like, I look at him and I'm like, you're so hot. I find you so sexually attractive. And like, I look at him in his dad mode, and he's got a big wool yeah! sweater on, and he's got sexy pants. Rocking like, the wool. I'm just like, God, fuck, you're so fucking hot, but fuck, I'm so not, don't want to have sex and it's fucking with my head. And then the other thing that I'm going to be completely honest about, and I haven't even told Ollie this, is the trigger. Because it was, the trigger triggered my sexual trauma. When Ollie has, when... Uh, the second time that we had sex the first time it was very very healing and very just very loving and what i needed and very slow and all those things mm. and then the second time we had sex in my mind the situation that i was fantasizing was a sexual trauma fantasy mm. and it really fucked me up mm. and the next day I was like in the kitchen and I was recalling what I was thinking of. I can't remember now. Mm. I probably blocked it out, but I know what I, I Aren't know. so good at doing yeah. that? And I felt really ashamed. I felt really disgusted. I didn't mm. want to tell Ollie, but he's going to hear this episode and he's going to be like, why oh, didn't you say something? Girl. But it really fucked me up because I have so much bad, I have so much history with that. And then here it is coming in when I'm having sex with my husband and I'm just like, whoo. Ooh, this is some weird ground that I'm standing on, and I don't know what to do with it. Mm. You know, like it's, yeah. So there's just there's so. Just... <sighs> so this is
1: inter- this this is interesting because you're not alone in that. Like I've also had that come in, and it's also a part of my history. And I I again I don't have answers. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. I I question and I wonder. If that fantasy is bred from a place of wanting to control the situation mm. that had happened in the sense of I'm somehow choosing this and, right, therefore, it's, yeah. and therefore it is it's okay. It's enjoyable
0: and it's pleasurable because I've made the decision. and Right? Like and that's, it, that is what it... Yeah. Yeah. That that resonates.
1: Right? Because I've... One, hundred percent had that and this is why like when we did that fantasy thing like I didn't bring that up because it it doesn't feel like a fantasy in the same way Mm. that other things do like it's very it feels like it's in its own little box but it occasionally comes out Mm. and I'm like why is this suddenly turning me on and what is it about this that turns me on and Am I, does it benefit me more to give into this? Or is this something that I need to refrain from? Right. And what is, and like trying to be in that space without judgment and just, just allowing yourself to be curious is really important, but also incredibly hard incredibly hard because again it's those things that we don't talk about we don't bring light to this and yes there are people that have like bondage fantasies and rape fantasies and all of that stuff but I and again I'm making a very broad uneducated generalization here but I feel like a lot of those individuals that speak about that stuff openly probably have not encountered actual sexual trauma and again i could
0: be totally fucking wrong yeah way of left field. when i come across this stuff with my history i'm just like oh i mean i know that i yeah i have just admitted that i have i have fantasized but to actually enact it, mm,
1: to play it out, I'm like, nope, hard, no, hard. <sighs> like even just no.
0: seeing it on TV, it is very triggering. Hey, what is it, girl, girl with a dragon tattoo? Yeah, what? I didn't
1: watch that. Because don't they told don't, me, don't, hard, don't. So yeah. I made the mistake of blindly going into that and watching, and I was like, no fucking words, like again, like no breath, like can't even. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've been watching um Thirteen Reasons Why.
0: Yeah, I don't I won't watch don't, that. Either. No, no I
1: highly do not recommend it if you have trauma. Yeah. Um I
0: don't know, it's just Fuck. Being we have said this time and time and time and time again that sex is a very complex topic and we need to keep talking about it Mm -hmm. and even in these moments like my body is filled with tension right now Mm. but even in these moments where all I want to do is crawl under a fucking rock Mm. I see I 100% feel the value in this and Mm. and even like navigating my marriage right now and and the intimacy right now, like no, you know, like I'm saying, like all he's, <laughs> he's so supportive, but it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't make it any easier. It feels like it makes it worse in a way. You know, it's like mm-hmm. because he's being so great, it's like why am I complaining? Like why mm-hmm. don't I just have sex with him? Like, <sighs> cause it's not what you need. Right? right? Yeah, what I need it's right not now. what I need. But it's it's. And it doesn't these, make
1: it any less hard.
0: No, in these times, like when I'm going through this, I literally just don't want to be married anymore. Like I just want to run away. Like I just want, I just want to be left alone. And, and then I think about this podcast, and I think about all the women who are listening, and I think I am not the only fucking one. And yeah, we just need to keep having these conversations, right? and I and reaching out and pulling out these heart. Like I will. I I'm promising myself and I'm promising you that I'm gonna keep reaching the fuck way the fuck in mm. and I'm just gonna keep pulling it out. I'm just I I don't have answers for the shit that I'm going through and I don't yeah. have answers for anyone who might come f- to us and say you know what do I do? But it, all the most important thing is to just talk, to just share, to be mm. vulnerable well, when to, you're comfortable to be vulnerable. To know
1: that you're not in the shit alone. Like you're not in this murky, heavy awkward fucked up shit alone and like as beautiful and ecstatic and amazing and joy-filled and pleasure-rich as sex is as with any personal growth journey you can't expect that there won't be hard shit that comes up and the more that you Reclaim your power and lean into it. The more that you openly. Walk into. The space. Of sex and all that it has to offer. Mm -hmm. And like pull off the blinders. And. Really. Open yourself up. Physically. Emotionally. Spiritually. To sex and all that it has. The more. Stuff Is going to come to the surface. Yeah. But. In that hard space. It's. For me anyway. It's so comforting. To remind myself. That A I'm not alone. And B. This is getting me. To where I want to be.
0: Yeah. 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 The more
1: that I lean in. To this horrible fucking shit dick-ass fucking bullshit the more that I surrender to it in a way that feels empowering to me the closer I get to where I want to be where this shit is not stuck anymore and isn't a factor anymore and I don't know if that's going to take weeks months years decades but if I'm not willing then I'm not going to get where I want to go And the one thing that I, and I, I mean, I love, you said it so beautifully. Like it does, it does, it would be so much easier to be like, well, he's just an asshole. So he doesn't deserve sex anyway. It would be so much easier. But then (sighs) I catch myself. And I'm like, would it really? Yeah, would it? Would I be having the ecstatic amazing sex no. or growth or experience no. that I am having if I did not have a partner that I wouldn't me? be in this space without
0: Ollie. Right? Ollie has abso fucking helped me get to this space. I mean, yeah, I've done a lot of goddamn work. But having Ollie as my partner mm. and being able... And that's the one thing that I, I often... Stress the most to other people who are in relationships and who are going through a hard time and they're trying to figure out how to have these difficult conversations with their partner the number one thing I remember Ollie and I I remember saying this to Ollie a couple of years ago and I said for us to move forward I need to be able to have a conversation with you where you do not give me advice mm. Where you do not try to fix me, where you do not get offended, where you simply look at me, you listen, and that's it. Okay, this, this is
1: fucking so incredibly important for any intimate relationship that you have. To, to know... Well, A, to know yourself when you need to be in that space and recognize that, like, I just need somebody to hear me and see me. Yep. And say, like, so for me, I'm somebody that's, like, fucking hardwired to try and share and Mm -hmm. fix and, like, do things. Because a lot of people do come to me for that. Yeah. But, like, to have somebody come to the space and, like, just fucking let me know out the gate, I just need to be heard and seen right now.
0: Yeah. And, Great. Here we go. And it's like I'm some here. of the stuff I'm going to say is going to be really hurtful for Ollie. It's going to yeah. be really hard. Like some of the stuff, it's, yeah. Um, well, some it challenges, I'm saying about him. It challenges their
1: belief patterns and stories of themselves. Mm. And that shit is hard. And again, it's. In sharing something like that, it's it. this is not necessarily your truth. This is my projection and interpretation mm-hmm. of your truth based on my story and experience up to this point. Yeah. So every... I do this... I say this a lot in a lot of the coaching and stuff that I've done in the past. This... Anytime that you receive a judgment, anytime somebody is triggered by something that you've shared, something that you've said, something that you've done... That is filtered through their experience, their shit, and it is a reflection of their wounds. Yeah. Not necessarily your truth. No. Does that mean that everything somebody says to you has nothing to do with you? No. Mm-hmm. If you're being a racist asshole. You're being a racist asshole. You might want to check your shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> check your shit. However, if you're going about your life, doing good things, trying to be supportive, living your best and somebody is offended or has mm. issue with you, then nine times out of ten it is it is them processing something mm. from their past, from their story, from their journey. And it's simply this like trigger mirror effect yeah. that's that's going on. Yeah. And and this is the thing, like our partners, especially for those of us again who are in like long term um monogamous and maybe polyamorous relationships i don't know but Mm -hmm. specifically Mm long-term like fucking 12 years deep relationships your partner is your is your fucking mirror yeah like your partner will hold up the fucking light to your shit without even trying and it's humbling, and it's hard, and it's infuriating. Yeah, it can be very. It is infuriating, <laughs> infuriating. and it's even more infuriating when you like start to wake up to your own shit, yeah. and then you start to see the yeah. shit without them ever having to say anything. Yeah, and you're like, but I'm just angry, so I'm gonna live in this shit anyway.
0: You're
1: yeah. <laughs> like, let me power through this shit moment, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I will come back and kiss then I'll ass. Come back,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know being able to be completely brutally open and honest yeah. with ollie that has been really the biggest healing uh tool that uh i've had in my tool belt as of late yes because i tool belt of life yeah because there's so much going on in my head and like so much past shit that is coming up of like the shame the pressure the feeling tainted the feeling broken the feeling like I have to do things yeah all of that's coming up but like here's new Sarah over here and I'm just like whoa honey we are a queen we are a goddess like we know that is not okay Mm -hmm. but like I need to say it out loud I need to be brutally honest about myself about what I'm experiencing about things that I have experienced and how that is all affecting me in this moment and Like, I know this might sound like really fucking, you know, kind of obvious, but that's not something that I ever really did growing up. And it's Mm. really something that I've only, I've, you've been teaching me about, Ollie's been teaching me about, you know, this podcast has been teaching Mm. me about. The women who have been open and honest with us and who have never met us. Oh my God, yes. Who were just, it started from day one. Right. And that blew my fucking mind. I was like... They literally just started following us, and they're being that open. Vulnerability is huge. It Vulnerability is incredibly is huge. huge, and it's it is it is really it has helped propel me. You know, I I knew that I was on this this shift. I didn't expect the trigger that happened. Obviously, you don't. Who expect, does? You don't Who expect does it? <laughs> But having having you having having all like, having the women listening and contributing and and sharing reminding me of vulnerability and the strength of vulnerability mm. and the strength of being honest and the strength of having intimate circles where you can be honest with each other like having the momgasm den mm. and just seeing the 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 love that is that is in there it, it it reminds me to not be so hard on myself you know right really I mean sex has been a huge huge uh Sore spot for me in my entire life, and having this podcast and, and the Mongasm Den and, and these conversations and the people that we're interviewing, mm. it's it's really, really fucking eye opening. And in a way, it, it is like a little form of therapy. Oh for fuck,
1: me. 100%. 100%. Like it's. It's. Baby. There's wave. baby screaming. That's okay. He'll get her. He'll get her. Um, fuck The talk therapy is real yeah talk therapy vulnerability sharing openness there's there is i don't think we give enough credit for having a sounding board
0: yeah there you go sounding board yes
1: like online shit is great and all Mm -hmm. and i love that we have the den and i love that we can provide that but there is there it's like next level when you can actually have somebody in your space who's willing to like talk out these things with you and just yeah i've been there or like I don't I've maybe I've not been there, but fuck I'm here to hear you out. Yeah. Like what has that been like for you? What's going on? What yeah. like to have a space where you can hear it? Yeah. Like where you can audibly unpack the shit directly from your heart is yeah. so valuable, so valuable, and a lot of the times that's that's my partner for me. Mm-hmm. But there's also the the power of of like womanhood in that. Like we are storytellers, we are space holders, we are we are here. We are healers, right? We are we are the healers. Not to say that men can't heal, because we both have yin and yang. But women, historically, are the healers. Mm -hmm. And There's truth to that. And when we come and we gather, whether it's two or 20 or 200, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when we allow ourselves that ability to have these conversations and open up, which is a big part of this podcast, fucking healing happens. And the thing about healing is I think there's this misconception about healing That, like, healing is easy and light and bright and fluffy and great. No, bitch. Healing's when you go through the motherfucking trenches and you put on the fucking waders and you go through and you get so goddamn soaked that your waders get fucking holes in them and they start fucking coming apart at the seams Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're never going to get out of the thickness and you can't see anything but, like, a sliver of light. That's kind of gleaming in the distance. And you're like, is it still there? I'm not really sure if I can still see it. But I I believe that it's there somewhere. So I'm just going to keep going and hope. Mm. And in the moments where you're like, I literally cannot keep going. That's when somebody will reach out a hand. And you're like, fuck, okay, I can. But like, healing ain't fucking easy. It ain't easy. No. At all. Yeah. At fucking all. And I mean for me again like that that the like the mantra that got me through fucking that six months was like you've been there before, you'll get there again. Mm-hmm. And you and and I kept telling myself like what you experienced is just the beginning. And that's, that's, that is becoming true. Like I'm, I'm living that out now. Like that fucking sex that I had last night was, I, I was dizzy. Like I was, I was physically dizzy. I was in so much pleasure and I said it, which again is like never in a million years would I ever have said anything during sex. But never in a million years would I say something so fucking vulnerable during sex of like I am, this feels so good. I, am like I might pass out. Wow. And and like I, I was. So it was like, it, like, it's funny you were you were talking about like the stories of. Or like expectation mm. with stories of like this should be happening. So the, we had this, like, Fallon's been really hard with the whole sleep situation. (laughs) Ha, she's up in the background Mm -hmm. crying again. So it's been really cutting for molars, hard fucking trenches of life. Mm -hmm. But for the first time last night, we had this period of time where, like, she was asleep for a few hours and we were up and I was sitting on the couch. I came home from doing this podcasting thing with ckdu at kings with um dwayne from art pays me Mm -hmm. which oh my god awesome and andrew from dog island which great podcasts Mm -hmm. don't know if i i feel like art pays me would be more our our people's scene Mm -hmm. dog island is a very political based socialist kind of podcast which, again, I feel maybe some people would be interested in. I'm not a politics person myself. Mm. My husband, however, loves that fucking joke. <laughs> he fucking loves it. He was like, oh my god. He had a little moment of like, oh, that's cool. And I told him who was going to be there. <gasps> but I came home from this event. And when I got home, I met him at the door. And I was like, I don't want to come in and i knew she was asleep and i was like i think i'm gonna go to drink i was like i want to get a drink and i want to just unwind and i want to do because i had a really fucking hard day yesterday Mm. actually i've had a really fucking hard weekend again like we were saying like (laughs) this has been the trend but it is like there's a lot of i think there's a lot of i know there's a lot of collective healing that's happening on an individual level yeah which is contributing to the collective healing, which I fuck, maybe that's not your jam. Maybe you're like, you guys are fucking crazy, woo woo witches, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it. it, doesn't matter. But that's my belief. And so I had this really hard day, but I ended it on like this high note where I had this really great conversation, met some really awesome people. And I was like, I just want, I was like, I wanna drink, I wanna unwind, I wanna celebrate, like earning money for what we do. Mm-hmm and i went and i got a cider and i picked up a snack and i came home and he's been saying for a long time like he wants to play his games and have some him time and he so he was playing his games and he went to like turn it off and i was like no babe like just do your thing and i was like do your thing i'm in the couch i'm good i just like fucked around on my phone and i was like i was literally asking myself i was like do want to do i want to have sex i don't think i'm on my period i'm good i don't think i need to And what's really funny is we had the conversation where I was like, I don't, I was like, we could, but I don't think I want to. Mm. Because the day before he had said something, oh my God, so hot. Oh my God, so hot. Where I was sitting on the chair and he was sitting on that chair. You guys can't see this. thousand apologies. (laughs) But I was sitting there and out of nowhere, he was like. And this is one of the other thing that I'm loving is like the more vulnerable I am, and the more conversations that we're having, the more vulnerable he's getting. Mm. Which, if you know my husband, that's a big, kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. kind of a big fucking deal. Very big deal. So the fact that he was on the podcast was a big <laughs> fucking deal. God, hot as fuck. But he was in that chair, and he's like, "I would." He's like, "This is different for me, but I, I really just feel like I need to tell you that I have this urge to come over." and just like eat you out in that chair right fucking now. And he's like, "And I know you're on your period and like I don't want to because you're on your period, but at the same time I just really want yeah. to." And I need to let you know that I really want to. And I was like It's funny cuz was so not in the space. So I was like I was like that's kind of hot but meh. And then he came over and he like knelt down and like he was like and I would put he was like describing what he would do. And I was like this is so hot. But at the same time, I'm not feeling it. But thank you for telling me. I was like, I'm glad that you shared this with me. So the next day, like, this is happening the next day, whatever. (laughs) Kevin's messaging us. (sighs) Our patron is messaging us, and I love it. (laughs) Anyway, distracted by our patrons. If you're not one, you should become one. (laughs) Yeah, there's
0: a Patreon plug. Hell yeah!
1: (laughs) Hustle! But we we um. I was so not feeling it, at all, mm-hmm. and then we went to like. The <laughs> baby's screaming in the background, yeah. which you can hear in the last episode that we did, the one that comes out tomorrow. Really? Yeah, in the beginning you can, like hear her. Wah! Oh yeah, in I the remember background. that. Yeah. But um, but <laughs> um, but um, but um, but um. Um. Shut up, shut up, No, I'm not serious. I love you. Jesus, that sounds harsh.
0: Off the rails. We've gone off the rails, folks.
1: But anyway. Anyway. Anyway, I'm trying to get to my sex story of like intimacy and connection and like it gets better, people. Yeah. For those of you that are hanging on right now, ugh, I commend your commitment to this story and what we do. But anyway. We went and we were going to bed. I brushed my teeth. We were like shutting it down for the evening. Like I was just so disinterested. And I don't know what happened. But it was like a switch went off. And out of nowhere we're like in the hallway. Making out and like just undressing each other. And like I don't know if you've ever been there but I like moment where you're like I just want to be inside of your body oh Yo, yeah and have you inside of my body like I want to be one being yeah like I like I want to merge our souls
0: I remember that feeling.
1: together yeah. and we were having this like anyway so i don't i mean lately i haven't really wanted period sex it used to be like yeah i'm on my period all the time but lately my period's been like unbelievably heavy Mm. like losing so much blood that i'm like am i gonna be okay oh god i don't know if i'm gonna be okay and so i like got (laughs) she's going to town I got to the point where I we were still in that like is this is this gonna happen? Are yeah. we going there? And I finally got to the point where I was just like I don't even think I said anything.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't even think I said anything, but I like took his dick out. <laughs> it's a great time for my baby to be <laughs> screaming in the background. But I like I took out his throbbing member. This is now erotica. (laughs) Should we
0: save this for Patreon?
1: (laughs) 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 To be continued. No. (laughs) Anyway, I took out his throbbing member. No, fuck, I can't say that with like a serious face because that, but that's always like the verbiage.
0: Yep. It is, isn't it? The throbbing member. member. Yeah, I know. Now, it's totally always is. throbbing. Because yeah. really, if
1: you feel a dick that's hard, it is actually it is. throbbing. I'm like, I feel your pulse. It's pulsing. Yeah. In your dick. Yeah. In your dick. in your dick. In your dick. But he like, so I like took it out and it just slid right in. And I'm like, we mentioned this on the episode, I think, with Megan. Where I'm like standing right. on my tippy toes and like mm. my leg is on the wall. Mm-hmm. And he's like just like the perfect, rhythmic, slow, deep thrust. Mm. And I I was doing nothing mm-hmm. except for receiving and standing, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. But just like really in that space of like I'm embodying that energy of receiving like i am just here to breathe connect and receive Mm -hmm. and i was like actively telling myself this in my head and i was like like you know when you're i don't know if this happens to you but it definitely happens to me like when you're fucking and it's like it's so pleasurable that you like you you start to get that short breath Mm -hmm. and it's almost like this like panicky in a good way. Yeah. But it's like,
0: (gasps) moment where you're like, Oh
1: God. Yeah. But instead like I would catch myself doing that. And I'd be like, breathe it down, Mm -hmm. slow it down, breathe it down. And it was like, (sighs) and so I was like making all these weird noises and like trying to like, Oh, like get it down. And that's the point where I was like, starting to get dizzy and like, I was like I don't even have like I I don't think I could form words yeah. if I tried to in that moment and it was like on fucking real Unfucking fucking real the pleasure that I experienced I don't even think I came but I don't even like yeah like I like there was no there was no point while this was happening that I was like I need to finish yeah. Like it was not even on the table. I was just like, I don't want this to fully end. Into it. I this is just, it was just everything. Ecstasy. Like this is just everything. Like, That's
0: enough. Like an orgasm. Like it's almost an orgasm while feeling an ecstasy would is amazing. Oh, but the ecstasy itself oh is God. enough of a euphoric, like orgasmic feeling. Uh-huh. That if you don't climax, uh-huh. it's just like well, that's fine because uh-huh. that whole twenty minutes was uh-huh. like an extended. Orgasm. Yeah. 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 Hard yes. Hard. Hard. Yes. Hard, hard. Well on that now. But no no, we're not
1: done. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, we're not done. We're actually not done. There was a turning around that happened. What? So I like I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to move, but I need to. Because my calves were literally cramping. Yeah. And I was like, this is distracting. So I like moved and then it was like my my chest like pressed up against the wall face turned and he was behind me but i was like upright enough that like mm. i could feel him there was also a point where he like grabbed my neck and i was like oh my god Jeez. but not like no, but no. like that i don't know just, if, a, like, just like, a like grasp whoa. like
0: He firmly
1: grasped my neck. (laughs) Anyway, it was, so he like, I don't know, he eventually pulled out and like, it was cute. He was like, we've been having a lot of conversation around, so I'm getting really into the Tantra conversation and we've been having a lot of conversation very recently about the benefit of not ejaculating and like saving that
0: Mm. sacred
1: energy and especially where he's going through a period where he doesn't sleep very much and what Mm -hmm. that might do and so right he was like gonna finish himself and I was like (laughs) the moment I was like or you could not like you don't have to and then he did and I was like fuck you didn't you but what was interesting is I knew so it's like I was standing there and while he was doing that I was like I could feel blood like dripping down my legs like i could feel this warmth Mm. dripping down my legs and i was like this is the most incredible feeling Mm. ever and then when we finally turned the lights on there was actually like a puddle of blood on the floor like this perfect puddle of blood and i looked and i had this like dick imprint of blood from his penis on my belly and then i had like this blood coming down my legs all the way down to my calves and i like went (laughs) this might be slightly embarrassing but i don't even care so i went into the bathtub and i was like before i washed it off i was like i was like i don't even want to like this is i was just in this like fucking crazy like bliss moment where i felt so connected to my womanhood and like my creativity Mm -hmm. and this like crazy sacred creative energy Mm. that was coming from my womb that was like this visible thing Mm -hmm. of my blood i was like i (laughs) I was like smearing the blood on my hands Mm -hmm. and looking at it and i was like I was like, this is the reason we can make life. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me like, okay, babe. <laughs> okay. But like, you know that space where they're just like, "Yeah," they're just holding you in it, but you also know that they're like, this is not their jam <laughs> yeah. at all. But at the same time, they're like seeing you with like such love yeah. and innocence and purity. Yeah. So it was really, is this really like crazy? And I was like, Like rubbing my hands on my vagina, and I was like, "Look at all this life blood!" And like, oh man, I was like, it was like full on sex witch tripping, love it, goddess moment. Yeah, I was just oh, but but for me, I'm like, that kind of sex is so much better than the sex that I was experiencing when I was. At what I thought was the height of my sexual awakening. Mm. And so this is why I'm like, it. It the hardship is so hard and it's so scary and it's so frustrating and it's so humbling and it's just like, fuck, will it ever end? Yeah. And will I ever experience this again? But it's like, through my experience, it actually does get better. Like it leads to better. It leads to more. I
0: believe that. There is a part of me that completely believes that, that everything that I'm experiencing right now is to better myself and Mm. to better relationship with Oliver and better the relationship with myself. But Mm. it's just, you know, trying to continually every day, multiple times a day, like I have to keep reminding myself Mm. that. And then at the same time, besides you know reminding myself that it gets it get, it, it will get better i'm also at the same time reminding myself that i'm a sexually empowered woman and i make the own choices for my body then i'm also reminding myself that where i am is exactly where i need to be mm. and like there's all these fucking reminders that i need to remind it's, it's, myself it's this of. it's
1: this like towing the line of knowing that this is not permanent but incredibly yeah. necessary yeah absolutely right? Like this is, this is not forever, but I need to be here right now.
0: So when shit hits the fan and sex doesn't, that's completely fucking fine. Yeah. And do not shame yourself
1: and talk about it. Talk about it. Talk, talk about, about it. Talk about it. Talk about it.
0: The- Absolutely. Don't stay in a position in the, in this like isolating little shadow fucking bubble. Yep. Talk about it. Bring the light in, bring the light in, open the bubble up. Because so many other people are experiencing the same fucking thing we're a, a lot of us are going through these phases of, of sex is not what we need in this moment in our, mm. in our, in our life, this phase in our life, we mm. need something else. And there is nothing wrong with that mm. because society tells us we're supposed to be sexually creative and have this huge appetite for sex. You know, you see it all over the movies and mm. all over the billboards, you know, sex sells. So what happens when it, it's not happening in a relationship. Mm. It's not happening with you. You feel kind of like mm. you're less than, mm. right? You feel like everyone else is on top and you're on the bottom. Mm. And you're like, where's everybody? Like, yeah. am I on the only one? It's a
1: fucking spectrum. It is. It Absolutely. is a spectrum and it's an ever-changing cyclical spectrum like it's there's you will go through phases of heightened sexuality and needing it and wanting it and craving it and enjoying it and reveling in it and worshiping it and being worshiped and then there will be moments where you're like i'ma heal some shit yeah and sometimes you can heal through sex yeah sometimes that is the gateway to healing and yeah. sometimes it is i don't want say light and fluffy but like Rich Mm. and deep and nourishing and these are the moments where it's like the 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 it's like the the post trauma re nourishing phase. Does that make sense? Like, Mm. does that kind of make sense? Where it's like we go through like we we. experience some sort of, sort of trauma or we experience like and trauma is like you don't have to have had sexual trauma no to experience trauma or or no How trauma affects or, your right? sex life
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: trauma yeah. comes in all oh. different forms and shapes and oh. situations and scenarios and i firmly believe that you cannot experience any kind of trauma and not have it, it, it uh, impact every area of your life i believe that and so when we're talking about trauma, it's not necessarily exclusive to sexual trauma. Yeah. It's any, 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 and all trauma. Yeah. But the, it's like in those moments when you're triggered, that's often when there's that needing of, and again, I don't like the word withdrawal, but it's that need to go inward. Yeah, and that need to like it's like the outer be with lights yourself.
0: dim and your inner lights turn on.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's it's very much like I need to focus on my yeah. energy and my experience and my processing and weeding through this, and your love and magnitude and awesomeness within this space is not gonna actually help me heal it. Like I need to work through some shit first, and then when I've cleared house and I've I've like let go of that thing and I've created all this space that's when I need you to come in and then fill it. Yeah. And like that's when I need your like. <sighs> you said that perfectly. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay.
1: Sometimes sex happens. Sometimes it doesn't and it's okay. It's all okay. You're going to be okay. Even if you don't feel like it. Thanks man. So join our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, rate our show, tell us how much you love us, please. And also, in all seriousness, if you know somebody that is going through the dark storm, Mm. the shittiness, the awkwardness, Mm. have a conversation, share this episode, let them know where we at so we can like help hold that fucking epic space for them because we all need this shit.
0: A hey, fucking men to that. A hey, fucking woman to that. Peace and love and a whole lot of come or not. Ha! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Momgasm podcast. If you haven't already heard, which I'm sure you probably have, we are hosting our first weekend retreat at Windhorse Farms here in Nova Scotia on September 27th to the 29th. Together, Lindsay and myself will be cultivating a relaxed, blissed-out space for you to get interested in yourself and your own brand of sexy through self-exploration, yoga, art, unhindered conversation, and of course, plenty of dance parties. We're going to stoke the fire inside of you. Whether you're simply needing a getaway or you're ready to reclaim that wild side of yourself, you do not want to miss this chance. We only have one spot left. So if you are listening to this and you are feeling called to be there, contact us. You can email us at momgasmpodcast at gmail.com for more details. If you're loving the sound of the retreat, but just can't find a way to make it there in such a short amount of time, don't worry, we have another option. We also have the Momgasm Den, which is a private Facebook group for mothers and women to continue conversations about sexuality, motherhood, and all things pussy health, without fear of judgment or shame. It's a place to kick up your feet, let down your walls, and just be vulnerable with women who also want to be vulnerable. It's a place to feel supported, seen, and held in your wildness. Whether you like a little kink or keep it vanilla in the bedroom, we all have a little bit of wildness inside of us that longs to be set free. So what the fuck are you waiting for? Join us. And don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share on your favorite podcast platform, Instagram, and Facebook. And that's it. We'll catch you next week.